0: to It Sounded Like a Good Idea at the Time, the weekly podcast, mostly weekly podcast that doesn't have a new intro, but does have the same old hosts. It's me, right. Caroline. And I'm Hannah. And we're so glad you joined us today. Welcome to 2021.
1: Happy New Year. Um, I got a little bit of hiccups going on. Hope that's not uncomfortable. <laughs> well, it's during great. a podcast recording.
0: You know what? I feel like this is starting as smoothly as the year is starting after much promise mm, yeah. and hoopla. So it's all fi- yes. It's all fine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's been a week. Um I don't think what we need here is more uh politics and oh, yeah. um pandemic talk but you guys know I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Anyway. I was going to say
0: I am shocked that this is how you're starting out, but I'm not sad about it. But here we are. You, <laughs> you, you, you did a full 360. So okay. I got
1: you. I just want everyone to know that I am self-aware, but it is still <laughs>
0: happening. I will. Well, as my therapist used to say, self-awareness is not an action step, and you are proving mm-hmm. that right. <laughs> it feels like it to me, though. So. <laughs> That's also me. I'm fine with where this is. Uh, right, exactly. These hiccups can't be any sign <laughs> that
1: anything is going wrong.
0: This but. will be an excellent experience for anyone listening, particularly somebody e- tuning yes. in for the first time.
1: <laughs> this is a very different ASMR Yeah, vibe. This is it the like not- when someone constantly has hiccups.
0: <laughs> yeah, anti-MSR.
1: ASMR. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, whatever. Well, I just saw... As oh, I was God. as I was scrolling the internet while you were talking, I just saw that gorillas at the San Diego Zoo tested positive for COVID nineteen. So I don't know what that means. Okay.
1: Well, so it's not going to be Planet of the Apes. At least we know that. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, well, not to steal your thunder, but that's that's where uh, the primates are. So you go ahead tell tell us what's bothering <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh i can't I our can't stats are gonna be good like, people like 85 percent of people it. dropped out before two minutes so I, we're know, be like, I
1: know i don't blame any of you but why don't you bring up um anything while i uh, settle my <laughs> <laughs> settle my chest down I, I don't have any water here to help me either I only have wines like I can only think that that's a fine if I just drink that chuggingly as I would water right like
0: oh. <laughs> do you want to take a break so, and come so. back because I don't yeah. have anything to say what? on my own <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> let's take a break I'm going to do my tried and true hiccup
0: here well you guys are welcome that we came back this strong from the break <laughs>
1: Okay, quick break, and then we will be back. DM me for the cure.
0: <laughs> okay, you're ne- you're never right going to believe how easy it is.
1: <laughs> right, it's, it's uh, five five hundred short simple steps.
0: oh boy i'm ready ready to come back from break great do it let's do this is your (laughs) method to solving hiccups to watch bridgerton again because i know you're probably on like time six right uh no you sound ridiculous
1: i only watch (laughs) it through four full times okay and then occasionally we'll put it on in the background now because it's the only it's entertaining the only way.
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's the <only> way.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's great. Exactly.
0: Well, how was your holiday break?
1: Um, it was good. I mean, I guess it was pretty good. Um, I don't think any of us had what I would call a fantastic holiday season. Sure. In this pandemic, um, we didn't see family. Uh, so it was pretty quiet, and I will never do that again if I can help it. I I've got to have a group. Like I yeah, need. Yeah. A bunch of people, right, <laughs> around on Christmas, um, but uh, you know we felt like we needed to do to be responsible and stay home, so we did. Well, good, and good uh, yeah, so it was good, different. I'm re- I'm I was ready to move on to
0: 2021. Yeah, and and and, uh, and moved uh, on. We did. Very,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it proved very eventful. So. Yeah,
0: good. Well, here we are on the 11th. Is that what today is? It is yeah. yes, as and, we're recording Monday, January 11th, and it is as though the year, this year, the gods decided they did not want to be overshadowed by last year, right. and so right. they haven't been.
1: It's interesting to start off the year with a coup,
0: <laughs> like as opposed because,
1: to as opposed well, to as, imagine like last year, this time last year, like if mm-hmm. anyone had told us like by this time next year, the capital will have been breached by right. insurrectionists. Like, we would have been like, ha-ha. <laughs> and then by right. the time this time it happened, we were like... Yeah, I mean, I guess that that was gonna that was gonna happen. Eventually. Do you feel
0: like this this storyline was buried deep into like an L. Ron Hubbard science fiction novel, and the Scientologists oh, are the ones 100%. who are like he was, right. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're 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 the puppet masters behind all of this. That's exactly, in right. front of us one more time. See what else we unleash. <laughs> and it's just them behind their like bizarre castle place, and they're like, mm-hmm and they just push the button for whatever comes next.
1: Exactly, it's like their version of the people who make the mazes on the hunger
0: games (laughs) oh my gosh that's exactly right their touchscreen hologram comes to life and it's like you in your driveway that's good that that actually gives me some strange comfort
1: exactly someone's someone's in charge it's fine (laughs)
0: um
1: i do find it interesting because you know millennials have been raised on um dystopian plots of overthrowing the
0: government true true
1: and you know a lot i'm not saying that this crowd that was at the white house or um (laughs) mobbing the Capitol was all millennials i'm just saying like a lot of those people looked probably within 10 years of me either way and um like these are people who like, all of us have been raised on this idea that, like, the coolest thing you could possibly do is storm the Capitol. You
0: know, that's <laughs> you know really what I true. Because I feel like, I mean, in fourth through, I don't know, sixth grade, maybe younger, yeah. it would be like... Where what do you think will be happening in the year twenty twenty? That kind of seemed like the so far in the future one. And yeah, it was like yeah. nothing is going to be how it is now. And bizarrely, we are kind of right, even though there aren't like flying <laughs> <Right>. cars. <laughs> like Sadly. I do but- mean,
1: I do not have my own spacesuit, but I, that, I do get to talk about a pandemic, so right. I,
0: guess, I don't have a robot made, so that's unfortunate. But yeah, I do have Tammy, so. so um, but <laughs> right. you
1: have a cleaning lady. And she's we fantastic. Pay her. Yeah, but she is worth <laughs> and every cent more. But she one hundred percent.
0: I do think that's a good point. I hadn't thought about between Hunger Games and then what's that other one? Uh, the the detergent. Divergent. Yeah. Yes. I and, mean, and
1: just all of them. I mean,
0: think about you, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Oh, yep. There it like, is.
1: Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, that first book came out. The book came out when I was in fifth grade. Yes. And, um, you know, as it moves on, like the government is has been infiltrated and yeah. you have to fight back against the government and you're the good guys in the end. That's exactly right. And just like 100%. That's what these people think. Like, that they're the good guys in the end. Yeah, that's you true. Know? I mean, I do... It's, it's crazy I, to wrap your mind around that.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And I won't blame video games necessarily, but I do think there is like a, a lot of that that has been kind of central to the stories that we've read and the things that, yeah. that we've been part of. So yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, so it's just interesting to me to see, you know... In so many ways, I feel like we have been groomed to fight. And it's just it sucks that, you know, we have a president, hopefully not for much longer, that weaponized that and Mm -hmm. really leaned into it and gave it a
0: microphone and gave it power and a platform. But, you know, it's interesting because I think the far right um and i was having a, a conversation with a friend who we believe different things politically at this moment um but about how both the far left as defined by the right and the far right as defined by the left makes up a very small sect of the yes. general population but right. I think, a very small loud sect yes um who all who both get a lot of airplay you know but yeah. i will say that um she Well, I will say the far right tends to blame the left for all of the downfall of small businesses and all of the consequences of lockdowns and all of those things that have come as trying to handle the pandemic responsibly from a public health standpoint. But I have to think that the pressure cooker of lockdowns and the quarantines in general only led to people searching for an outlet to explode, which – it wasn't the left that did that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. Um, obviously what we've gone through as a country in 10 months led to that, not just politically, but from a pandemic standpoint. For and, sure.
1: I mean, and one could even argue that the fact that the pandemic was brushed off and not dealt with seriously for months before it was oh, started sure. to be realized as a threat by the right, well, right. was well, largely responsible for a lot of it.
0: But I think the minute the pandemic became politicized, and polarizing yes. is when fractures that were already there really started to show. And right. um, that's been deeply concerning to me on a lot of levels. But um, right. yeah, that was a horrifying thing. Have you talked to your kids about it? You know, I thought about it.
1: Um, they were there. Obviously, we were together mm-hmm. <laughs> safely, having decided that we are a pod now, yes. watching the news. Um, and they were in and out. I have not sat down with them and gone through like what happened. Mm-hmm. I think that's the wrong call. I will just say that. I don't think I made the right call in that case, but
0: I, oh, just, I was not trying to tee it up one way or the other. I, oh, you no, just, I know. I know. I'm talking about I, very serious things with your kids in such excellent ways that I was gen- genuinely curious how you had talked to them about it.
1: I don't know why I haven't talked to them about it yet. Yeah. I, I need to. Um, but did you?
0: Yeah, I did. I, Kind of went back and forth, but ultimately decided that I needed to at least mention it because, you know, I feel like obviously there will need to be gigantically huge new textbooks written and published (laughs) and 2020 gets a volume of its own. Um, And I feel like of the things that they will learn in school, I don't want many of them to be surprises you know i don't want there to oh, be like why didn't i know about this you know right, um, right. already like we don't really talk about 9 we probably should but it wasn't in the time that they were born but i do feel like to not talk about this is to me it felt not like a miss but it just felt important to at least mention it
1: so it is it is it is important it feels like a miss to me right now <laughs> i literally just haven't sat down with them yeah yeah it's it's it feels like a miss that i haven't done that yet
0: well i'm never really sure how to bring it up because i'm like on one hand it is in the lexicon of their lives and this year has been to them not out of the ordinary it's just been a the year of five turning six and three turning four uh -hmm. and i mean younger than that but i want to give it the weight without making it scary and so um it felt like because we talked about the election some, um, yes. that it felt like a, a decent chance to say, do you remember when we were out in the cul-de-sac, you know, talking about who was president and um how some people voted for one president and some people voted for another? Uh And I sat down and showed them pictures. And, and it was funny. What they were really upset about was that people had made a mess. But to them, that's like <laughs> what was wrong, yeah. you know, because they right, obviously right, right. grasp like why people did that. But to them, like I showed them pictures of the damage and they were like, why would somebody go into someone else's house and make a mess? And I'm like, that's exactly right. (laughs) Right. For your whole life. But to me, it did also build on a lot of the things that I've tried to talk to them about since um, George Floyd was murdered and um, just about race relations. And I showed them the picture of the Confederate flag being carried through the Capitol and talked about you know, why that was so concerning and wrong. Just to build on, you know, there are people who believe this and we will make sure in our home and in our family, we never support this. Um, and it was just it's very I, I, good. Well, I felt like it brought up some natural conversation and I want to be able to keep talking about these things just in general dialogue, not okay. It's totally. time. It's time to sit around and hear about something. And I'm pushing myself. We'll talk about taboo subjects a little bit later in the episode but i feel like i don't want there to be something that's too heavy taboo. too big yeah. too taboo to talk about with them at any age
1: well and another thing too um about discussing this kind of thing with them is that i truly think that this time last year if you had told me well I mean I don't truly really think. I know. If you had told me like that we could have a pandemic, for instance, I wouldn't have even thought it was a possibility. Right. Because it hasn't happened in my lifetime. You know, the Spanish right. flu happened yep. in in the lifetime of some
0: people who are still alive, but But you know that's not even one. I don't remember hearing about that in school. Like we just, I mean, I'm starting my college history classes. Maybe had I paid more attention, we did. But it wasn't like a a general point. Yeah, it's probably
1: like this happened and this happened. But like, if you don't know what's going on, and if like, then you don't know what's a possibility, and then you can't say like, like oh, wow, yeah, it actually is dangerous for someone to be using this language because it did happen, blah, blah, blah. you know, rather than I feel like a lot of the defense of Donald Trump over the last several years has been, well, he's just talking. He's just, you know, well, people don't take him serious. No one's going to do right, right. this or that, you know, but like literally, yes, like a lot of people have been saying like, yes, people will be violent. It, and it has many times mm-hmm. um, incited violence on a small scale. Right. But this is so national. I'm almost like, you know, if this had to happen, like... Unfortunately, it caused deaths and, you know, right. deaths of policemen, which is interesting because we are not I haven't seen a single Blue Lives Matter right. uh post from anyone who usually posts that when there's like a Black Lives Matter rally. Mm-hmm. So that is a different matter. But at the same time, like. A lot of damage. Who knows what kind of therapy people are going to need. You know, imagine like crouching in those offices when people are going door to door saying, like, where are they? Where are they with weapons and had built a noose outside? Like, Did all that you, to say, you don't think it's a possibility, so you don't do anything against it. Like, you don't actively get involved in politics if you think, well, we'll ultimately be fine. Like, you might need this... Uh, breath of reality
0: yeah <laughs> to show that, that possible well in two things i mean i don't think people are talking enough and maybe we'll find out in a couple weeks that this in addition to an insurrection very possibly could become a super spreader event um at least right. one congressperson tested positive for covid hours yes, following that. that um Which will be interesting to see. But I think even on a microcosm, because I've shared before that I voted for Donald Trump in 2016 and it's not something I'm proud of. But I do feel like it's something that um, bears discussing (laughs) to say um, I was very much of the how bad can it be mindset. Right, Um, right. And... I, I feel like I cannot say I did not vote for him in 2020 without taking accountability for the fact that I did do that, you know, and I was part of oh, right. the group of people that enabled that and and believed the mindset of it can't be that bad. And a microcosm of that is, as we're talking to our kids about relationships, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, um, inflammatory language, inflammatory speech, this is an example of that on a really huge level that, yeah, it took maybe four years for the riot of a Capitol, but the small instances that escalated because they always escalate in any kind of damaging relationship is really important.
1: Yes. Yes, agreed. And um, we're recording this Monday night, like we said, tomorrow, Tuesday, which Mm -hmm. will have been yesterday when this airs. Uh, I believe the House is asking Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove Donald Trump from office. Wednesday, when this airs officially, um, they uh, the House, House Democrats are going to be voting to impeach the president. So it will not be too late, if you're listening to this early, to call your representative and strongly back their vote yes. Yeah. Because you shared, I believe, um, the benefits... <laughs> Basically not benefit. What happens if someone is impeached? Yes. I believe. Did yes. you want to?
0: Yeah, I don't remember all of the numbers, so I I want to be careful what I say. But the benefit of an impeachment and removal from office to the public as a whole is uh, much stronger than invoking the 25th Amendment, which okay. is essentially a temporary removal from office, which would ultimately just run down the clock for him. Um, mm-hmm. In this case, an impeachment would too, but would have more permanent effects. So after the invokement of the 25th Amendment, there is a short amount of time that that is good for, almost like a 5150 hold um, in the hospital where there's like a clock running okay. wherein he can then say, no, I'm now stable and can return to office. Congress would have to approve that, which I don't think they would. But regardless, that is what happens. With the removal from office, he would lose many benefits afforded presidents for their lifetime, including Secret Service protection, mm-hmm. including his uh, annual stipend of $200,000, and in probably the biggest sense, his ability to run for office again. Um, yes, on a me, level. Yes, which to me is the most important thing <laughs> about that. Yeah. Um Because with uh, the the 25th Amendment, he would be able to run for office again. And I think that's what even the current um, Republican Party is most afraid of right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that says it all. We don't need this again. Um, And then someone shared um, on Instagram today, I saw just as an anecdote, like a comparative thing, you know, if say you were renting a property and like your tenant (laughs) sent a bunch of people to like scare you and beat you up for whatever reason, you wouldn't just like let them stay out, even if they were like out, you know, had a couple weeks left on their lease. Yeah. Like you would kick them out right away. Like you don't just let, you know, cause I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, Why bother? He's out almost anyway. Like, first of all, we have to show that this is not okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think accountability for him and accountability beyond that of we allowed this to happen. This did not happen. Uh, He didn't surprise anybody with this. And there has to be some some retribution for that. Um, Right. So I don't know. It's it would be a shame. I was listening to Colin Powell talk today and he, he was saying some good things. But he was basically saying that, like, this is not the time to not allow consequences because it's just showing that this and more can happen because every time you justify away, Oh, well, he only has this many more days anyway. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, I guess. But like if your high schooler stole a car at 16 and did something, you wouldn't be like, well, he only has two more years and then he's not my problem anymore. You know, like, yeah, true, it true, this true. doesn't yes. work that way. Right, exactly. There have to be
1: consequences. This is not, this is not acceptable. We cannot just have a mob storming the Capitol, uh, breaking windows and threatening Congress people and all of the workers and staff in there.
0: Have you been able to process motivated. that? Because <laughs> I, to me, I feel like I'm living in an alternate universe. And as much as I'm like, no, I'm totally fine with all that. I'm also like, have I, like, really thought about it? <laughs> like, I don't know.
1: No, I have honestly been expecting something like this for a while. Uh, um I also have seen comparisons for, like, the things that the Congress people had to do, like, from some high schoolers saying, like, okay, you know, we have to prep for this all uh, the time. Yes, for, like active me. Which was a hard reality. Yes. But I also feel like I have been expecting violence for quite a while, and especially once he lost the election. Mm-hmm. Um So it did not surprise me. I guess my own reaction immediately was because when I first saw it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like these people are about to get destroyed. And then they didn't, they very decidedly were not attacked. They did not have tear gas like on them for a very long time. And in fact, we saw like some footage of some policemen letting them in, you know, behind the barriers. And this is not all policemen for sure. A lot of policemen acted very heroically in that case, but it's just not like you know they they fully arrived believing that they had backing, and um, I believe you pointed that out today, right? Yes, in our in our message, yeah, and I- they weren't totally wrong like they they were not attacked and for sure, the first couple of things we were saying were, if this was a Black Lives Matter march, if these people were mostly black and brown, they they wouldn't have gotten to the mm-hmm. door. Yeah, sure. There would have been a ton. And um, Linda Sarsour, who is an activist, shared on her Instagram about a peaceful sit in a women's peaceful sit in. She had Participated in, I believe, last year in, in the Capitol, and there were six hundred arrests. Oh wow! And I believe the number was like how? What was? It was so
0: small the it's number been, of arrests. It's, it's eighty seven at this point, but the day of, I think it was thirteen on site, mm-hmm. and it became sixty eight. Now it's at eighty seven, but still compared to the amount of people that were there, that's laughably small.
1: Right. Exactly. And um, lives lost are a tragedy. You know, it's not just about that person. It's about the people they leave behind. Mm-hmm. Um, one man who died as a result, it sounds like as a result of being there from, it was from heart issues. Um, he had former heart issues and uh, I, I, I don't know if he would have had a heart attack if he wasn't there. Um, and But he did have a heart attack and I believe it was a heart attack and die on Capitol Premises. I don't wow. know if it was inside. But he, his wife shared about him. You know, he's he was he was he was not one to support violence. He was a good man. But then looking back at his feed, you see quite a lot of like, well, arm yourselves. We've got to take to the streets. There's just a lot of violent rhetoric. If we learned one thing. Believe what people say about themselves and what they show you.
0: Well, and I think that's even more so why I feel like I want to continue the conversation with my kids because you think about mm -hmm. the number of these people who were there who have kids or grandkids or nieces or nephews who are exposed to that. And you know, Anderson Cooper said it and he has been uh he's been criticized for being smug, but he also wasn't totally wrong. That a lot of these people went, he said, to Olive Garden and then the Holiday Inn after they left the Capitol and it was really funny and it was so good um but then like congratulated themselves on a great day and like where you know we talk about in our lifetime like where were you at 11 in a like horrified kind of unified way these people would say where right. were you then and it would be like i was there you know and like right. a proud yes. way and that really is i think that spurred me on even more to be like yeah, silence is not complicity here in how I'm raising my kids, and I I won't be part of that. Um,
1: yeah, know, or rather it is, it, it
0: is complicity, yes, thank you. Right. Um, and I just can't do that because their kids, who are our kids' ages, are hearing about it. <laughs> in yeah, a yeah, proud that's way. very
1: true. So, right. Anyway. and you know we want them to be equipped to shut that down. Yeah, <laughs> in the sure. right way right. when they encounter. It. And on a micro level, I think the best thing to do with that lesson like this lesson of like listen to what people show you about themselves is good in all ways and i think it's such it's a lesson like i feel like i feel like this ideal of like giving people the benefit of the doubt giving mm-hmm. grace and mercy um which again is way more so extended to white people than people of color um is in, in, there is a value to that, but at the same time, it's. I think it can be so harmfully hammered in that yeah. it leads to you saying like, oh, well, this person was nice to me, so there's no way that they have another side that's not nice to someone else or like, you know, that's just something they were saying. They didn't mean it. And And on some levels, you know, I think this is what leads women and men into... Um, relationships that are not healthy because like, someone is putting something out there and they're like, well, that's not the real them. I know the real them. Right. They would never actually... Yeah. Yeah. So it's the lesson of look, this person said that he was violent. This president has been encouraging violence from the beginning and then he incited violence. People died. You know, damage was done. This They said that and it happened. We have to believe that when people say they're going to do these things is... I think, a lesson that spreads out into a lot of different uh, he, he, healthy way, healthy ways to live. I don't know. Yeah, s- I get it. I get what you mean. Smart, yeah. smart, street
0: smarts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I get exactly what you mean. Yeah. Uh, it's just been a lot to unpack. And I think... Yes, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about it? I feel like we've said... As yeah, much as um, has been I do said. feel like
1: I successfully tricked you into talking about politics, which feels like a really good... <laughs> that was my resolution for 2021, so far, it's going well.
0: Well, you're literally the worst, but uh, yes. I want to talk um, about
1: other things so okay okay here's my other thing as <sighs> this year
0: i have taken a caroline route and oh, okay. done
1: actual resolutions
0: perfect i knew if- i knew we could be friends after all <laughs> yes if you're new to
1: us since post january last year or the year before caroline does not believe in resolutions sure and i
0: I'm on board this year. And guess <laughs> what? All you suckers who last year made resolutions. You should yep. give that up because the world no gave that up for you. <laughs> yeah,
1: the world said no to resolution. The know. only thing... Go ahead. Excuse me. The only thing I'm doing differently in 2021 is wearing a bra a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's I mean, what the world should on. be doing. So. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't put one on in a while. I put one on to attend a very, very, very small... Um, birthday event with just, again, our little pot. I don't yeah. even want I, 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 we to say. Yeah, we right, I'm playground.
0: careful about
1: how I label things. I don't want people to think we're being irresponsible. But right. um, I did wear a bra for that event and not since then.
0: Sometimes when it worked out. <laughs> sometimes? But I'm, 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 so, I'm, I'm, I'm so interested in your sometimes. <laughs> I,
1: I'm i just, you know, sometimes it's just too much to be like flopping <laughs> around. and It like, creates more heat. But most of the time, I'm like, no, this is... This is done. This is the this price is not I'm going to pay. Cool. Oh, yeah, boy. I'm, I'm, I'm done with a bra in 2021. Like, well,
0: I was trying to think of like, definitely, definitely not resolutions, but like, what would I change this year? And I mean, right. even thinking about it exhausted me past the right. point of no return. I was like, literally nothing. I refused to even think about it. This, to me, is the continuation of last year. There's nothing different except right. that I keep forgetting to change the date when I write things. Um, right. Right. But there's just, it's all the same. The thing that really got me down, which I think I've said, like, generally speaking, I haven't gotten down about the pandemic. I mean, day to day, you know that I have. But right, overall, right, right. But like, this season has been good for us. It's been good to us. I'm fine. But I did read a headline that said, like, as the pandemic enters its second year. And that, that got felt you. so crushing to me. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, it has been that amount of time cuz in my mind it's still a couple months. But like right. because time stopped having meaning, I'm like, oh that's <laughs> right. that's where we are now cuz that sounds terrible.
1: <laughs> well, um my friend put it into perspective. So like our school our school district, um our public school district has been having starting at the beginning of November, kids basically long story short, we're in school 2 days a week. Mm-hmm. Some of the kids blah blah. And um then they voted to go remote again for December. Are currently still remote. They're supposed to go back for two days a week in January, but our numbers are not looking great. Ooh, There's meeting real tomorrow. Bad. I do not have high hopes that they're going back. And honestly, it's I'm numb to this at this point. And I want <laughs> I want what's next. <laughs> Nothing everyone.
0: means anything anymore. And that's Nothing just what we anything. know.
1: Um, but my friend was saying, uh, the last on that last day, we we're waiting for our kids to come home. She was like, they've been in school eight days since. Like I'm think mid March, and it, yeah, eight days, and she's like, and I, Ugh. she was saying, she was telling her husband, she was like, yeah, I've had eight days off, <laughs> of parenting. It's in since March, and this was back in the beginning of December, Ugh. and I'm like, that is not what I want to think about right now. Yeah, like all of us parents who have kids who are in school, you know, no matter what your life looks like when your kids in a normal year, yeah. have not had a break <laughs> in a right. long time. It's, At this point, I was just sharing with you before and I decided to wait and save it for the pod. And then I got hiccups because of the (laughs) wine. Um, At this point like i have never in my life cared about drugs i just i'm not i don't know i've never cared to i've never cared to experiment like no one sure. you know people in college are always like don't aren't you curious i'm like no, no. i don't care mm-hmm. i don't know i've never I've been never, curious. Yeah, I've, i'm just not curious i don't care do what you want everyone else you know safely as long as you're not harming people i couldn't care less but i'm just not into it. i've never been into it but now i'm like what should
0: should i experiment with drugs <laughs> <laughs> Would this be the time? Would this is be this it? it? This is, if I was like, in college right now. Worse? What could be worse? Right,
1: exactly. And I I told Passan just a little bit ago, I'm like, I think that I just, I just want to feel something different. Like, it is so monotonous. I'm so tired. Like, I've got a stack of really good books. I just it's need a, a thrill. Great and Bridgerton is over. Like, at this point, I have watched it to the dirt like (laughs) i need a thrill um there's no way I'm giving up alcohol ever dry january is a joke like that will not not this year
0: truly if you committed to dry january and have stuck with dry january please message us because that is great i didn't make that commitment i don't drink a ton anyway but i didn't make that commitment but i would really love to celebrate you if you have
1: yeah, um, you certainly didn't make that commitment last Wednesday.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Hey, okay, you were writing way the- <laughs> way worse than I was Thank you very <laughs> much.
1: <at> the <laughs> um, no, I'm totally teasing. But I don't know. It's I'm sure there are people who think I'm crazy, and hopefully people who sympathize a little bit too. And I'm obviously not going to be experimenting with any hard drugs um, <laughs> this so week, next week, this <laughs> week. I don't. We'll see what the second week of 2021 <laughs> brings, but. It's just so, you know, the monotony is getting to me. And now we're into that season of sad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, well, now we don't have the holidays to look forward to. And right. it will, su- like, it won't be summer for many, many months. Right. And I will have to be homeschooling for Again. many, many months. Yes. So, yep. anyway. No, all, I hear you. We're all thinking it. We're all thinking it. I'm just, I, and I don't want to dwell because misery loves company, and that's not my goal here.
0: <laughs> but let's talk
1: about <laughs> I it some I'm just saying I might do drugs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, if anybody wants to DM me some facilities just that like preemptively look into that would well. be great. Also, um, exposing SMG. Uh if you guys could let me know where Selena goes most often, so at least we can do some brushes <laughs> with celebrities, I would appreciate it.
1: If you could at least go ahead and get me a resi there, it'd be fine. <laughs> I think
0: it's worth both of our whiles. Thank you. All right. <laughs> and with that, we'll be taking another break for much longer, maybe 30 <laughs> days, maybe 60. <laughs> days. <laughs> okay, we are back. And in addition to dabbling with drugs, we also wanted to talk about <laughs> sex. <laughs> hey, why not? Yeah, so I'm saying. Let's feel something. <laughs> Again, <laughs> Hannah has been watching a lot of Bridgerton. So sex is uh, at the core of her being right now. But right. we have also for over a year, I mean, a year doesn't count in time anymore. But at least two years, we've been having this conversation privately. We were raised very similarly um, yeah. in the church and came up. I mean, though you were younger, I'm going to go ahead and point Touch. it out because I know that you will bring it up. <laughs> we, we had a lot of the same sex education both uh yeah. literally and spiritually um from the church and uh we've talked about talking about it for a long time but none of us felt ready but since we're we're
1: seeking highs here we are here we are let's do it nothing matters anymore <laughs> <laughs> this is the message okay. um yeah so i I think this is such a great, and it's funny because um, Passan is like, if I hear one more thing about Bridgerton, <laughs> and I'm like, that's fair. Um, but I I'm, I was trying to pin down, I can't remember if I s- said this out loud or via text to you, I was trying to pin down, like, what is it about this show? Like, why is it that people are obsessed? Mm-hmm. And um, I've watched, like, interviews with the cast, and the main actress, Phoebe Phoebe and, mm-hmm. Deniv- has talked a lot about how she was very excited to take on the role because it is a period piece, but Shonda Land is in charge of it. Right. And I just, I really admire the fact that you can look at something in no, sh- if Shonda Rhimes is behind it, like your perspective will be valued. Yeah. And um, she said as soon as she saw Shonda Land was in charge of it, she knew that like the women wouldn't be meek, um, mm-hmm. silent, and that kind of thing. And this movie, I mean, this, series is really all about the female gaze of sex and sexuality like mm-hmm. there is obviously lots of sex but it's not there's like very little of her nudity like there, there is but like there's not like just people aren't just, the, or the camera isn't just like lingering over her boobs you know what right, i'm saying right, like right. You actually mm-hmm. very rarely see that it's all about like what she looks at um and there's a scene where like she gets oral sex, but she's fully clothed. Um, and I remember back when Outlander, when it was first, I think around the time it was first airing, it was a little bit novel because in episode one, uh, the main character also like her husband <laughs> performs oral sex, which is a fun thing to say, uh, but she's fully clothed. And it was kind of like, um, uh, what's what's the word? Like it was like novel. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, like, a woman like receiving pleasure without there being any like give and take like it mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm. a novel thing for us to see right
0: it's not a reciprocal act all the time right it's not
1: a reciprocal act and it it really is all about her like she's also not like naked at the time like we right. don't like there doesn't need to be something for the audience sure it can just be about like her perspective and it's almost just really refreshing to see that. And it's you kind of have to think about why it's refreshing, mm-hmm. um, early did. So I'm just, I'm very happy to see more of that because I feel like the more we see that in pop pop culture, like the more it's you seeing women, like taking charge of their own sexuality, um, and women's stories. Like there's a movie, I sent this movie to you or I told you to look up, there's a movie called pieces of a woman that just mm-hmm. came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, About a woman whose baby in the very beginning, her baby dies right after birth or is stillborn. I'm not sure I want to watch it, but just like, again, it's like women's pain. Like her husband is also experiencing pain in her family. But like these are, quote unquote, women's issues. Right. And I'm very happy to see them. Explored more. Like, I just don't think these things would have happened even like 10 years ago or 12 years ago.
0: Well, it's an interesting concept and it's one that I honestly struggle with. And I asked today on Instagram for your thoughts, um, for as listeners and got some very, very thought provoking things. But to me, Mm -hmm. sex growing up and even as somebody who's been married almost nine years, it was either something you don't talk about at all or it was porn and nasty right it was pretty taboo yeah there was nothing in between there was nothing empowering there was nothing acceptable there was nothing confident it was it almost was made to be like (laughs) I think that the point of youth group teaching of sex was to make it like it will be so great when you're married but it was taught so off-puttingly that it made it sound like oh I guess we have to do that
1: uh, and, well, and it was never and, allowable. Right. And quite the opposite in that, like, there was no, you know, I realized in watching, you know, Bridgerton is a period piece in watching that. You're like, oh my gosh, like things are totally different now, you know, watching these pieces mm-hmm. in the show, they, you know, it's discussed many times. If a woman is caught even kissing another man, she's ruined. Right. At the same time, when women are caught doing that, they the man is blamed like, right. by the men, like they're like you they're like you could never you know he did this to you and even though like mm-hmm. the character is saying no i like why are you not i did i also did this like i participated so the woman has no agency and yet receives all the blame which really to me is exactly the message that i would say we receive growing up you know mm-hmm. like in school we're taught like you have to be in in uh, private school i should clarify because we had a very strict dress code um not uniforms, just a dress code. And yeah. it was like, you have to wear full, you know, sleeves. You cannot wear like tank tops and spaghetti straps. The tank top thing was loosened, I think, as I got older. I can't remember. It was not but, like, in
0: my private school when I was there, but maybe.
1: You, right. I, I can't remember. I might be wrong about that. For sure, no spaghetti straps because then, like, um, you know, any man, a boy or an adult man, or a teacher, yes. Uh, yes, could look on you with lust. And that was not something that you could control. What you could control was, the way you looked and so therefore you were responsible for his lust (laughs) and his he couldn't control it though but at the same time it was your fault um for dressing poorly
0: well yeah that's we we've talked about this now again
1: poorly by that standard
0: right we've talked about this now twice with two different friends who were not raised in that same way who were very shocked (laughs) by how but we talked about it like very much like this was just normal. And we were right. coming into that time when the book Why I Kissed Dating Goodbye and yeah. the True Love Waits movement were at their peak. So there was a right. lot to unpack of basically physical touch is bad. And mm-hmm. I've said this before to you that we were explicitly told in our youth group that if we went to spend the night with a friend, we needed to be careful what we brought to sleep in or hang out in because we could... um cause our friends' fathers to lust after us. And that right.
1: which is a horrifying thing to tell like a fifteen year old or fourteen year old.
0: Oh, for sure. Especially one who's trying to do it the right way. Where right. I'm like, well, I would never want to do that. And then right. it's also uncomfortable when you're then with a friend's dad to be like, is he is he right. right. You're kind but, of taught
1: to see all men as sexual predators. Right. But then if you were to accuse a man of sexual predation, you would not yes. be believed. Well you and would also. be the one punished.
0: There was so much education that was lacking of even what that meant, you know, and I think that even some education would have helped a lot, but we didn't get that. Right. It was all no, very broad brush strokes, and even the questions of okay, if that if that is true, and we can't have sex, and abstinence is the only way, and those types of things what is okay, which is a very valid question, but it was a question that people would say, well, if you're asking if it's too far, then don't you think it's too far? Exactly, and exactly. But that, again, doesn't answer my question, what is okay? Right, because and, kids want to know. Like, yes. You like, know,
1: the I, questioning level that they have right now as six-year-olds, the drives yes. us crazy, but we try and recognize is is a good thing about them. I don't mm-hmm. think that ever changes. I think kids just learn as we get older you can't bring up everything like you will not get good responses from certain people for sure. Like you, you want answers and like, we wanted to know like, you know, we're quote unquote good kids. We want to know like, what are the boundaries? What yeah, are you I to want to do? do it right. And I want to know right. if somebody
0: is pushing it too far because we also were told like, it's up to us as women to say no, if a guy right. is wanting more, if we have tempted them into that. So what is allowed? And so at least, <laughs> at least in the upbringing that I had, the rule was, Uh, nobody should touch anything that a towel would cover. And it was like, okay, okay, so yeah, that takes all private areas off the table. But that still leaves a lot of room for questions and exploration. And at what point is this now not wrong? So for me, I had very little experience uh, entering our marriage. And it I felt very... Betrayed isn't the right word, but something along those lines by the Mm -hmm. fact that something that had been preached to me for two decades or longer was suddenly now not wrong. There is a programming element to that mentally and emotionally that like, okay, so just because we're married now, everything that I've been taught isn't wrong and even more than taught isn't wrong, but taught that if I do it, there is a lot of shame that I should feel. I don't know how you unyoke yourself from that. Did you finish Bridgerton? No, I haven't.
1: Oh, shoot. Okay. Light, light spoiler. This doesn't, I will give you a second to just fast forward 15 seconds. If you don't want to know any single thing about the show, but this is not going to spoil anything. There's a scene, there's a realization later on in the series, which I think you would really um, relate to where Daphne, the main character Mm -hmm. is just like upset at how things have been like approached and she feels like lied, not lied to, but like sin by omission kind of thing. Like, why didn't you tell me about sex? And, um, it's just, I think like, again, like (laughs) there is no, nothing new under the sun, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you Mm -hmm. can watch stories that happen in any time period, but yeah. A lot of there's still so much truth to be found in our modern day and age. And I think based on our based on based on all of our conversations, I think it's very clear that we don't consider anyone good or bad for having done or not done anything like, you know, do (laughs) do what you will. But at the same time in high school, that would have been the epitome, you know what I mean? Like, it's like either you're a good girl or you're a bad girl. And also like at my school, of course, if girls got pregnant, which happened only like twice, Mm -hmm. she was the one kicked out, not the guy. Um, and it's just, you know, at least in, at least in the two cases I can think of, and it's very double Mm standardy and it kind of leaves you with so much responsibility, but, but also no agency. Right. and, you, I feel like you see it play out in so many negative behaviors in adulthood. Like, yes. it, it takes so much unlearning um through through our twenties, and you know, I feel like thirty is a really good. um What's the word I'm looking for? Like, not mile marker, but like uh thirty is a good. When you turn thirty, it's like you really start to care less and less <laughs> about yeah. just like saying whatever. Like, you know, just you lose kind of that like your inhibitions about that. Right, right. You lose those inhibitions or you give them up. I don't know. Yeah. And I think it only gets better from memes that I've seen online. But, um, and I'm enjoying that. And part of me, a big part of me is like, I really wish I had felt this way when I was younger. Like not inhibitions as in let's do anything with anyone, but uh, like just you like say
0: as you're like, let's go find some drugs to try. I
1: said I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> you said probably. Week. You didn't say, God, you're well, you're but I mean, Right Hang now on. I'm can saying I, I don't um, have any drugs here. So <laughs> can I pray for you though? Cause, <laughs> um, I, I just think, um, well, you've wrecked my train of thought on that one.
0: That wasn't me. That was the drugs. <laughs> that, was the drugs. <laughs> that was 100% the drugs.
1: <laughs> uh, perhaps if I had something to help me focus, An <laughs> <laughs> right, anything, um, I just think had I a little more freedom of uh not freedom a little more agency and the thing is even admitting that I didn't have agency feels again like I'm blaming somebody else for my problems like you know mm-hmm. it feels like well you know if I say that like that also gives up my power like I kind of have right. to admit that I am the one who didn't explore these ideas further. Right. And I'm right, the right. one who really had a lot of these hangups, um, for a really long time. And at some point, like I can't blame others. And it's just like, at, at what point can I blame the system for well, drilling this into young girls?
0: Yeah. Well, here's my question. And one that has come up in DMS in different ways. um, And one that I wrestle with because, again, I still carry a lot of weirdness about sex where I want to feel empowered. I want to feel confident. I just don't. I don't. And I would love to, period. But how then do we teach our kids (laughs) a different way? Is it abstinence is best? Is it have sex responsibly? Is it enjoy this? Because to me, there is a line still between uh, you know, embracing like this, uh, pornographic lifestyle is too strong of a word, but something where there are no inhibitions, there are no boundaries. What's good for your body is good for your body. What feels good is good. How do you, where's the line? Like, how do you teach that openness and also responsibility?
1: I think that, I think that there's two sides to the spectrum. And I think the big thing for me growing up is, was first of all, I mean. It's like fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of fear of like, you know, if you get se- if you have sex, I remember reading books and all. And like the main storyline is like, don't, you know, the person who had sex had felt so badly about it. They hugely regretted it. Uh-huh. Their, yeah, their yeah. boyfriend did not want to be in a relationship with them after that. Um, <laughs> there's just all these, all yeah. these negatives But then it's, you know, it's like, you know, in Mean Girls, when the coach is like, don't have sex or you'll you'll die. die." (laughs) And I think, you know, as much as that is a joke, um, I do think there is there was some like all encompassing fear Mm -hmm. of like any sort of exploration. And I will do whatever I can to keep my kids from feeling that. Yes, I agree with Um, that. And if that means like, I mean, (laughs) I just try and look back on the way I assume things based on research and that kind of thing, how I assume things must have been done originally. And like, I hope to always be able to keep my kids safe and get them, you know, the best vaccinations and, you know, get them on whatever kind of medication. Okay, or I didn't know this was control.
0: a vaccine episode, but I oh, It know. is always <laughs> a
1: vaccine episode.
0: Um, <laughs> no, but I mean like, you know,
1: on like, for instance, like the HPV vaccine mm-hmm. or birth control, maybe by that time we'll have birth control for men. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, I'm just saying I want to support what that looks like for them without having any fear. Like I, I don't, because honestly, like what is like, and the emotions are more of what concerns me. Mm -hmm. Like, because I feel like for, for us, you know, being raised in this environment is a lot more self, uh, self hating than anything. Cause it's like, Oh no. Like, you know, there's a lot of like human, you have to have humility, um, you know, you can't think that you're too pretty because yeah, <laughs> well, you have a big head.
0: I mean, from the inherent sense that you are bad. And that yes. is what everything is based on, is that you right. are bad. And so right. therefore, if that's your frame, that makes things tricky.
1: <laughs> right. So then if you're like, if you see someone who, act, you know, who wants to spend time with you and you're like, oh, but they actually like me for me and they actually do this, you know, so like... I don't want my kids to be in that kind of relationship Yeah, no matter what. I care much more about that and like about healthy mental relationships than I do mm-hmm. about physicality. Well, we have talked I about this. I will always, like I always say, at this age, yeah. I, always, I try and always preface that. Well, um,
0: well, you and I have had the conversation before and I was actually just talking to David about this, not in light of this episode even, but um, just in the way we speak to the girls and the things that we tell them and say regularly is we, I do not ever want a partner. To tell them something that they have not heard before, um, oh, true. Because yeah. I never felt desirable physically or or beautiful, and so when somebody would tell me that, it would be like, oh, "What I'll do, right?" Like it, that, it, it, it,
1: exactly, it, that person is like God to you, yes. And
0: suddenly, they have complete control over my emotional yep. state, and if they it, decide and, you're not.
1: Like yeah. beautiful if they don't want you for yeah. whatever reason you know people grow in and out of emotions especially at the age of at 18 19. and um that for any reason someone could not like someone else but if you have wrapped everything up in like oh this person thinks i'm pretty yeah <laughs> and you suddenly don't have that person then what you yeah know?
0: but and i just don't want somebody to say something that the girls don't already know even though obviously they will hit stages where they believe it less, more or less, depending on their ages or their relationships with us. I just don't want it to be like, I've never heard this before, therefore I'm going to do what you want.
1: You know what I mean? Right. Um, And I wonder if too, a part of that is on parents, like all of us to encourage our kids to give just compliments to everyone, you know, boys and girls, you know, because like, for instance, I would like Milan to be able to have great friendships with all of his you know, girlfriends, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. be able to tell, like, tell them all the time, like how great they look, and you know, stuff like that. Because, like, the more, the more m- male friends, I, I think, I do think there is a significant issue with um, boys and men and appearance. But I don't pretend to be a professional on that, nor do yeah. I feel like we have a very big male fan base. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So I do recognize that that is also an issue. But like, I, I wouldn't want, say, Norbeth. I wouldn't want the first person who is not her dad to tell her she's beautiful, be like right. someone she likes. Like, you know, I want her to be like, okay, so what? You said that. Like my friend Milan says that all the time. Yeah, like, oh I know. know?
0: Milan always says it. Right,
1: exactly. Like I want that to be this I want that to be the base. The you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. not the not the uh, peak like you know how a lot of times people do like humble brags of their husbands oh and, like, yes mm-hmm. you see so many and it's like this man did the dishes for me how did i look out and i'm like what the hell
0: yeah like oh <laughs> so you have like another it's adult fine. who lives in your house right
1: exactly like you would expect nothing less of a roommate i mean right. like, like he doesn't
0: congratulate you for doing the dishes so
1: exactly like there needs to be there needs to be a standard and i think in in platonic ways we should encourage our friends to always our kids to always say like oh look at best outfit isn't that so Cool. Like, I try and talk about things like that with the kids in the hopes yes, that they will you are, pick up on it. You
0: are so good about including the kids in your praise of the kids. And it is very, very encouraging and inspiring.
1: I hope, I hope they pick it up. Like, I hope it's a normal thing for them and they spread it around. Like, I hope compliments. I think I've mentioned before, I still remember my good friend Holly gave me the most earnest compliment in high school and I will never forget it. And it was just like, I mean, you know, your friends tell you, you look nice all the time. Like your, yeah. your, your friends are supposed to amp you up, but just out of nowhere, she just gave me the most earnest compliment. And we weren't super, super close. And to be fair, it's not that like we're like best friends right now, but anytime we talk, it's, it's one of those things yeah. where it's like, we love to just sit down and talk to this person and just like f- hearing such a platonic, beautiful compliment from a person Mm-hmm. was so uplifting to me. I've clearly carried it for what must be now almost fifteen years. That's amazing. And, and also sad. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like true. obviously everyone wasn't doing that. You know, so I don't know. I just maybe maybe that is on parents too. Like let's let's try and make sure our kids are uplifting everyone equally platonically.
0: Yeah. And you know, I think I mean I have so many thoughts that are all different avenues of that. But <clears throat> I think Equally, uh, for me, I want to tell the girls specifically what I love about them. like Because I think social media and reactions that you can give to stories or Facebook or whatever almost desensitize you to amazing. I love that. Mm, You're the best, 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 you know, where, uh, yeah, I don't want that to become so commonplace to be like, you're amazing that it doesn't carry weight. So right. trying to be very specific with them of, I love this very specific thing about you because I think if have you seen those memes that are like me when I type, ha 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 like, ha. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's Jenner like, yes, all of us, but it becomes so easy To not actually mean what you say and what you write. and They are so increasingly going to be experiencing that on both sides. I'm like, they need to know it here. It's genuine. Yes. 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 yes, Offline. Um, But uh, what I was also going to say, which is unrelated to that, is I think, and you have inspired me to be this way, of taking taboo topics off the table. Completely. Yes, like yes, yes. Um, Two of my friends, I'm very lucky to have two friends in my life who have older kids and I love watching their relationship with their kids. And so much of that is because it is truly judgment free and they truly share and have cultivated this atmosphere where their kids talk to them and share everything. And one friend even commented... Uh, replied to a story and said, sometimes like, I don't really want to hear it because I don't want to hear that, particularly, particularly about sex, where she's like, I don't want to hear about my kids and sex. Like, but I can't not hear it. You know, like that's how we've right. created this. And it is so inspiring to me that that's why I want to talk about periods now and where things aren't right. like, let's sit down and have a talk about sex because that, immediately yeah. becomes uncomfortable and immediately becomes a big deal when it shouldn't be it just adds weird weight to things
1: i totally agree and and it's definitely um shifted it's definitely like laid out the main way in which i parent which is like just nothing is off the table. like, And yeah. also, like, no, we don't put weight on almost anything, like yes. on nudity, on language. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I will tell them sometimes, like, okay, well, you're not old enough to say that yet. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, And I've taken some words off the table that they were able to use. I'm like, you're not using it correctly. Later. Yeah. You've, it always, later. You, you've lost your access to this. <laughs> you can't say this anymore. Mm-hmm. But I mean, nothing is off the table because I want them to always be able to come to me so we can talk things out. And it's encouraging to hear that that does work in the end.
0: Yeah, it seems to. I mean, I know that, well, I guess it's this. I don't want to become accessible after I've already lost access to them. Like, oh, I don't point. want to have felt like I shut down conversations early in in their memory and then pop in at like age 14 and be like guess right. what you can tell me Mommy anything here. right i'm a cool mom <laughs> yeah exactly and i right definitely there. will be
1: saying that anyway uh, but.
0: yeah no doubt that will be <laughs> i bring but regardless yeah, exactly either i've already shut down the conversations or even bigger than that to me is that i have met it with judgment from the front end so i try desperately hard to reply to things without judgment at all. Right, I right. I just very strictly informationally. Or how does that make you feel? What do you think about that? Because yes. what I desperately do not want for them is to be wrestling with something down the road and all they have in their mind is that I replied to it in a way that conveyed judgment or criticism and therefore now they feel like that door is closed. Um, totally. Because that is a very real fear of mine
1: yeah and i think that way you are giving them agency to both think things through critically rather mm-hmm. than saying like okay you know i don't know like i feel like it's been a long time since i was a youth so i don't know but like,
0: <laughs> i feel like it's i it's, love that you have now like fully embraced old it.
1: <laughs> pandemic has done that to That's me good. so thank you covid yeah. but i i feel like I don't know if this is still. I don't know if kids still peer pressure. (laughs) Hey, youth, let us know. Are you ever pressured? Mainly DM me, Um, but I. I feel like I don't. You know, if kids are doing something, like even now, you know, mm-hmm. if kids are doing something, you know, and they're like, "Well, Norbeth said we had to do this," I'm like, "Okay, fine. She can do that. You can do something else." Like, right? And at this level, it's you know, easy things. Like Norbeth is playing family, and Milan wants to play pirates because they're yeah. the most gender specific children. They really are. They really but, are. Um, we, you know, I, I want from the beginning. I want you to know, you can do your own thing. You don't have to do what everyone else is. You can. Mm-hmm. Like you can do what everyone else is doing. You know, you can find a way to make that work for you. Whatever you want to do, like you need to think about what you want. That's that's to me. That's the primary thing, because to bring it all back from me talking about oral sex quite a bit at the beginning of this conversation, you want to talk about it some more? Obviously, I love only, only oral sang, it's not awkward.
0: Yeah, <laughs> only if you call it like kind of lingless. That's the only <laughs> way I can't oh yeah, right? even get it out. <laughs> I can
1: <laughs> I hate that so
0: much. It's so bad. I think that's where like that in a room by myself. Like, that is where sex education for women went wrong. That's what and, you called uh, it. Yeah, there was like, no way, we are ever to have it. Or kind of like <laughs> kind
1: <of ringed>. so <laughs> bad. <laughs> to be something as cool as blowjobs. goes like,
0: so much easier to say in This is much easier to say than clitoris. Like, come on. Oh, exactly, come on. exactly. Obviously, things are eaten by a man. There's no Honestly, question. Should we all just start saying it way more? Like, is it because we say it way more? I don't know. I'm I, don't just gonna know. Call it a, I don't know. I'm going to call it a sheenus and see where it takes me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hiccups are going to come back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, I was not prepared. I was not prepared. I just thought of it right then. <laughs> That's honestly, you know, what? trademark. No one take that
0: again and again. More intellectual property. <laughs> Jack ass- Jack asses. It's ours. Oh my
1: god. Oh, I was not prepared. Anyway, okay. Oh, what I was saying. What I was saying was, uh, wow. There's no. There's no way to recover from no, Sheenus. Please, 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 you. Um you know the reason why i think it is important both for us to talk to kids now and have these conversations and for media to popularize um and show off women's pain and women's pleasure is because if you're constantly if you're constantly being shown like women's bodies through a male gaze that's what yeah. you think you need to be if you're constantly seeing someone have sex and immediately love it and have, you know, always be like perfectly naked. And you know, that's what you're going to think sex is. That's what you're going to think pleasure is. And that's what you're going to think you should do. If you are ever alone and decide you do want to have sex with someone. And it's so important to both nurture the, you are in charge of your body and that you're worth the time of someone else putting into you. Cause I think that's the biggest thing is like, it feels like, It's a waste of time if it's about me, to me. Like, I have to talk myself out of that
0: Well, and I think one of my issues with porn culture, among several issues, but one is that it so misrepresents what I think women, everyday women, truly enjoy. And I'm not saying that everything is something that a woman wouldn't enjoy, but I think if a the only way that a boy or a teen or a man feels like they can explore sexuality is through porn because it's available um yeah. where conversation is less available it not only does it scientifically rewire your brain but it also makes you feel like that is what they must want right. instead of being able to say mm, nope <laughs> no like there well, is very much that is fostering conversation
1: you know yes. like instead of fostering like are you okay with this and which is another thing that um Shonda Rhimes made sure to include uh, her or whoever in Mm -hmm. Bridgerton like explicit consent you know like these things are not like hot and porn I guess to like get get explicit consent um but like
0: you know the conversation of like to a woman, to be like, I guess I should want this, right? Like, like no, no one asked me, so I guess it's normal. You know, like yeah. especially
1: when you're young and you don't really know what's going on. Like, you, I don't know. Talk about everything. I, mm-hmm. I, I want, you, and you shouldn't be having sex with someone if you can't be like talking to them about it. But like, right. no, none of us followed that rule. Like, no, because if,
0: if we would have talked about it. No, well, because yeah, where would you talk about it? Would you right. talk to your like, youth some more? I don't know. Right, probably right. not.
1: Well, and then it's like, you don't feel comfortable bringing it up in the moment because that isn't what they do on TV. So right. showing that it can be what you do, you know, like, especially if like teens are watching this, like yes. showing that someone literally stops what they're doing and says, do you want me to stop with no judgment? Like,
0: right? Because yeah,
1: show more are- of that.
0: There are probably movies, like I could picture like a Seth Rogen movie wherein that conversation takes place, but in such an awkward, cringy way that it feels right. like obviously yeah. you wouldn't have that, you know? Um right. Actually, I think in Knocked Up, they did that, but it was, again, such like a cringy <laughs> was, way. Yeah, it's cringy, And of course, she was like, no, don't stop for a condom or yeah, you know, whatever it right. was. It was
1: a miscommunication. And yes, she got pregnant.
0: Right. Lesson to every <laughs> adolescent. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but it's like maybe we should, and apparently Bridgerton has make it more commonplace without it being a side of a joke. Or some yes. awkward, cringy moment, but just this or is like regular.
1: Even. Yeah, like, like
0: this is just a thing. You just ask this. Yeah, you need to
1: confirm that someone wants you to keep do, doing what you're doing and like right. listen.
0: Yes, and so, actually do that.
1: Yeah, and I just think that's so valuable to see. So while I don't think it's for everyone, you know, while everyone doesn't, you know, prefer to see like a lot of like explicit sex and media, which is totally, you know, to each their own. A lot of people, 63 million people watch this in the first two weeks. Wow. Wow. Actually, I think 63 million households, I think. And that matters, you know, it may not, it may not matter to you. You don't need to watch it if that's not what you want to watch, but it is important to society to see this story told because, because we have seen so many stories told the other way, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like men just, do what they want, and and again, this is you know heterosexual relationships because that's what we see the most of, and like women are submissive and just
0: yeah. But that Go brings ahead. up an, well, that brings up another really good point that I feel like it's important to just mention. We both listened to I don't know if you listened to the full episode, but there was a Goop podcast about sexuality, which is what really spurred me to want to talk about it. Um, and some of the things that that podcast addressed was even how we define virginity. So for somebody who um, is a lesbian or in a queer relationship, but has only ever heard virginity and sex defined in a heterosexual way, there's a lot that is very insecure then about sex and even defining how far have I gone? Have I lost my virginity? How do I quantify that? That I think immediately puts women at a disadvantage.
1: It does. I mean, it's a
0: construct
1: and it's something that has been used to value and devalue women for a very long time. And we're finding as we're accepting what people truly are and what kind of Mm -hmm. relationships people truly want to have, that it doesn't work. And, you know, science tells us too, that virginity is a construct. So it's, it's interesting to kind of bring yourself out of the bubble you know, I would say that we are raised in and say, like, okay, e- even if I'm even if I'm, you know, even if you're not okay with this, even if this is not what you want to do with your life and it's not what you want your kids doing. Yeah. It is important for society as a whole to hear this, to message challenge and it. To, right, right, right. To challenge it and to understand these things. Like on that podcast, which yes, I think I did listen to the whole thing. It's been a long time, but yeah, I it was a long time ago. I remember thinking like, this is such good information. Mm-hmm. Um and at this point, <laughs> it's probably, at this point, we probably will need to make a part two of this because we did, um, get a lot of really good responses. Um, my Amy had a lot of really good stuff to say and I want to spend time talking about it, especially in regards to, um, a conversation you had with someone. So perhaps, um, we take a, we do a part two next week. Yeah, that sounds great. <clears throat> um, and bring up more. If, if as you're listening, you have more thoughts to weigh in, um, please do yeah please uh, let us know because we love that more than anything um but yeah i think more of the female gaze mm, just in general yeah and that's a good Bridgerton. perfect <laughs> unless you don't like sex on tv although to be fair it's only a little bit <laughs> <laughs> okay so so even, <laughs> if if you're not, even if you're not
0: comfortable with it you should consent and watch even
1: it. if you're not comfortable just sit through it it's fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fine <laughs> Mm -hmm. okay you'll be fine yeah that's the message (laughs) all right well um we will be back next week apparently to talk about this some more um but yeah hit us with all your thoughts (laughs) and if you have not if you have not yet please rate and review um and share with a friend we'd love for more people to listen and be part of the conversation yes for sure and
1: um we'll see you next week to talk more about sex